I agree. I'm honored to be here. It's kind of, kind of. I'm speaking on honor. So every time I say honor now, I recognize. <laughs> but I'm excited because, because Gwen's exactly right. You, you know, part of, it's 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 the right time to talk about this because, because part of what honor does, what when we do, as we walk through honor, as we talk some about honor, honor is kind of the. Um, I don't know, the framework, the, the glue that kind of kind of helps all this come together. So, so for instance, you know, we've been talking you know, we've talked identity. I'm terrible writing on the board, so you guys will have to just live with my okay. We've talked um, uh, covenant. What else have we talked about recently? Gifts. Warfare. Fivefold ministry. Justice. Mercy. So when you look at those, when you when you think about all of those, and I'm going to start with identity first in particular because a lot of the identity, of a, lot, a lot of our identity, when you really understand your identity, you know, our identity should come from who, obviously identity is who we are, but who we are, as we've talked about it, as we've, as we've been discussing it here, who we are is determined by who really we are in Christ. Well, and who we are in Christ, it becomes a we are in Christ, you know, becomes uh, a place of honor. When we got saved and you became a child of God, God put you in a place of honor. He put you in a place that, that, that he is recognizing, hey, you're my child. You know, David came today, all right? Well, I'm joking. It's like I was joking with him. I said, uh, you don't have to come, David, but, but if you want to honor your father. <laughs> So thanks, Dave, for honoring me, okay? <laughs> I've got my mother-in-law here, so I want to honor her, too. And so, and I'll, I'll, I'll come back to my mother-in-law a little later. Going to give her a little more honor than that. So identity, gifts, warfare, each of these things. They need to, op we need to operate them in a sphere, in a culture of honor. But it starts by recognizing first that we're put in a place of honor. You know, when a king, when a king, when you're put in a place of honor, and we're a child of God, okay, some of the things, we're citizen God, co-workers, we've talked about a lot of these things. We're seated with Christ in heavenly places. From that place of honor, when you give honor, what happens? It has a pact. It has impact. Okay? Honor is kind of one of those interesting things. Matthew 10, 41. I'll start there. And it's a... Passies we've all heard and we've all, and it's one, one Gwen can't speak to. She can. She can speak to anything. But what does Matthew 10, 41 say? 
If you receive a prophet as one who speaks from God, you'll be given the same reward as a prophet. Okay? So here's the concept. And I'm going to give a couple, exa couple more examples. But when you honor, you, I, we have a choice with Gwen as a prophet when in our midst. We can honor her as a sister. What reward will we get? Exactly. Now, now for Anna, that may be <laughs> exactly <laughs> that may be fine. But but if you want a prophet's reward, okay, you have to honor her as a prophet. Okay. And the and the beauty of us is this: this is not a Gwen thing; it's a it's an us thing. When I begin to honor God in you, okay, I begin to receive the gift. When I honor the when I honor your identity, when I honor the gifts within you, when I honor your ability for warfare, but your, when I honor you if you have a position in the fivefold ministry, when I honor you in any of these things, then, then I get the reward. Now, you don't do it for a reward. You do it because it's a heart issue. You do it because it's a heart issue. So really, when we, when we start to see people with their God gifting and their God abilities, okay, um, and then we speak out of that. So let me just talk one more thing on, on a, for instance, the prophet. So when we honor the prophet as a prophet, and that the words are from God, and then when, we re, when, when then it says that we will, um, we will be given the same reward as a prophet, what happens is, is guess what? The prophetic, the, the, the atmosphere in here, begins to be open much more to the prophetic. A couple of years ago, before we had actually moved here, we came down and my, we brought our boys together for Christmas and we got together with Gwen. And my, my entire purpose of getting my sons and some of my daughter-in-laws together with Gwen was to expose them and to, uh, and basically I was honoring Gwen as a prophet with my family and she spoke in their lives, but more importantly, at that same time, there was a release of the prophetic. All of my boys had the ability to, to give tongues, I mean, to, to speak words of prophecy and words of knowledge and over people, they've, they've had it. And uh, more despite me than, than, than my credit, but give God the glory that he, but in that time, you know, the, the days that we spent there, and the, it just released an, a new level of anointing on them, a new level of, of prophecy on them ability for words, and, uh, and they move much more freely. I think we've moved much more freely as a family in that since then. But now let's go to, to you don't have to go with me there, but I want to go back to Daniel. I want to give you an example of Daniel. A Nebuchadnezzar, okay? Giving honor is something, oops, my ring, obviously it's turning cool in my fingers. So giving honor is, is not about the, is, is sometimes, you know, it's, sometimes it's not easy, okay? Sometimes it's, it's not about the person sometimes. If you study Daniel, if you know the story of Daniel and Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar was a foul man. He was, you know, he had, you know, he had built this high statue for himself, and he was exalting himself and saying, hey, I am God. Well, he had these, he had these, you know, that, I don't remember the exact number, 40 or 50 spiritual guys, okay, that, that, that basically Daniel was a part of. Well, most of these were witches and warlocks. 
Okay, most of these, they were, they were his spiritual team. Daniel was, a, was the only child of light. So number one, you know, it doesn't matter where you're at. <laughs> the light shines in the darkness. He was the one that stood out. He was the one. So when, ne when Nebuchadnezzar had a dream, and he basically had a dream, and uh, I'm going to kind of shorten the story just for time's sake. But um, Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. And uh, um, basically the dream was what eventually happened, which was he spent seven years living as an animal, eating the grass and eating the dew. And, and then after seven years, God restored him and he, he became his king again. But he had this dream first that this was going to happen. So here's Daniel. Daniel was pulled into captivity. You know, he was one of these 50 or so spiritual guys. And yet he, he, he stayed firm to the Lord, what he was. And so eventually he wrote up and, and Nebuchadnezzar said, Daniel, tell me what this dream means. Okay. Now, if you're Daniel and you understand the dream and realize, hey, for seven years, king, you're going to live out there on the... Not exactly a great story to tell the king, right? Right? And in some places, in some places, you know, when I think of myself and you think how it would be easy to be, it would be easy for, for Daniel to say, oh, look, I've, you know, you've been living an unrighteous life and I've known it and I've tried to tell you, I've tried to, you know, help straighten you out. And it would be easy to say, king, I told you so. <laughs> you know, hey, you're, this is what's going to happen. And kind of, Rejoice in it, right? Wouldn't it be easy to do that? Would be for me. <laughs> um, but Daniel, I, I want to I read Daniel's reply. Daniel, and this is Daniel 4, 19. This is Anna. This is, this, is a, this is a man of God, okay, honoring an ungodly king. Okay? And, and, uh, Upon hearing the dream, Daniel was overcome for a time, frightened by the meaning of the dream. He, then Daniel says, I wish the events foreshadowed in this dream would happen to your enemies and not to you. Now there's a man of God. You see, Daniel recognized that he needed to honor the king. And so he's wishing that this wouldn't happen to him. He goes ahead and acknowledges what's going to happen and he goes through the dream and but Daniel's heart was not, I told you so. Daniel's heart was, I want to honor you, king. Righteous or unrighteous? We're going to go over to Luke 4. Now, I love this Luke 4, Luke 4 and it's a, it's, a, it's a different example of, of honor. Okay? But this is a story when Jesus went to Nazareth, beginning of his mystery. The scroll of Isaiah, the prophet, was handed to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where this was written. So this is Jesus speaking to his hometown crowd. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. He rolled up the scroll, handed it back to the attendant, and sat down. All eyes in the synagogue looked at him intently. Then he began to speak to him. The scripture you have just heard has been fulfilled this very day. Now picture, what's their reaction? Okay, this is interesting. The initial reaction, everyone spoke well of him, was amazed 
by the gracious words that came from his lips. And that word gracious is actually grace. They were amazed by the grace that came from his lips. They sat there and they were amazed and they went, wow. You know, we, you, you know when you hear the word of God. You know when the word pierces you. You know when, when something just grabs hold of you. Something grabbed hold of them and they went, the Messiah. They didn't quite say it that way because what happened next? Before they could get there, they're amazed, they're astounded, they're, they're, they're sitting there. And if we're not careful, we do the same thing. Instead of recognizing him for God in him and who Jesus was, what did they do? They said, isn't this Joseph's son? They let familiarity, familiar, I can't say that word, familiarity. Okay, this is Joseph's son. This, who is he? In other words, they didn't receive, they didn't honor Jesus for who he was, even though they, it was so close. So close. We can do that too. We can get to know each other so well. We can get to know Gwen so well that we, 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 we don't honor what God is doing in, in each other. We, we don't honor, you know. So honor's not about, I mean, I can honor, I can honor, <laughs> a couple of things about honor. I can honor Harvey as a good sax player, but I'm not going to become a good sax player, okay? Right? I know. We should have it work that way. So honor can happen on the natural. As a manager, I do it all the time. I, I give recognition to employees. I honor them for what they've done, for how they're operating, how they're working. And it, and, and it does increase, uh, it, it, it increases the level of, of um, camaraderie. It increases productivity. It, it, it's good. It's all good. But there's a new level. As Gwen was saying, God's calling us to a new level. When I begin to recognize what God is doing through Harvey and the saxophone, when I begin to recognize the gifts that you have, when I begin to recognize, how do I do that? We receive the prophet's reward, and we begin to, to recognize, we begin to see God, as see people as who God created them to be. And as we speak out of that, as we speak into each other's lives, as we speak, as we honor one another, okay, as we give honor, we saw one example where Daniel gave honor to, a, to an ungodly king. And, uh, and eventually what you see, to finish the story in Daniel, he did, he did repent, you know. It's, uh, and he, he, he proclaimed God is the, is the one and true God, the only, the only God. You know, what happened with Nazareth? Nazareth is known as, as the town that, that couldn't believe, you know. Instead of, instead of celebrating Jesus and who he was, they never got there. It didn't change Jesus who he was. It didn't change his anointing. It didn't change anything about him. It only changed their reward. And yet they heard it. For a moment, they grasped it. You know, if you look at Jesus' life, just to... Jesus was always giving honor, okay, in simple ways. Um, the woman with the issue of blood, who pushed through the crowd to touch the hem of his garment, what did he do? He stopped. 
okay? He said, hey, power went forth from me. And, uh, and he said, hey, I need to know what's going on here, you know? I recognize Jesus only did what, the father, what he saw the Father doing. So at this very moment, the Father is telling Jesus to stop and acknowledge that woman. Find her. Where is she? Finally, she stood up. And he, he says, woman, your faith has made you, has healed you. Okay. Jesus gave honor. Because her faith was so strong that it pulled the healing right out of her garment. The woman with the, the perfume, if you remember a, a sinner, he went to one of the Pharisees' house. And, and uh, in Luke 7, 44, she was anointing him with a rare perfume. Okay. And that one, he says, hey, she'll be remem remembered forever for what she did. And she is, okay? He acknowledged her. He gave her honor. So honor is one of those things that's hard to, it's hard, it's easy to talk about, but it's hard to, it's caught more than it's taught. Because honor is truly an, an issue of the heart. You know, when you look at this, just to put some, so one of the things, Hebrews 15, uh, 33 says, Humility comes before honor. That's an interesting premise, but it's important. Because when God puts you in a place of honor, it's easy to do one of two things. It's easy to say, whoa, look at me. You know, I'm in a place of honor. Okay? Okay? So it, humility precedes honor. And, and that, it's just, it's a very short phrase, but it's so, so important. If you miss that, you can actually miss honoring We know God is within us, but we also know um, I like pictures, so I decided I'm gonna. I'm not very good at them, but I like pictures. All right. So the concept is when, we're with humility, we begin to recognize and we say, "God, show me this person for as you see them." You know, it's easy to see somebody in the natural. It's easy to see my employees. I've got, a, I've got one employee. She is so prophetic, it's, it's, it's not funny. And yet she does, she's, she's Catholic, and she doesn't recognize who she is. But it's funny, as I acknowledge her gifting, as I acknowledge who she is, I acknowledge that she's seeing what needs to be done. Because prophets see what needs to be done even in the natural. You know, they can see, hey, they want to put things in order according to the foundation that they see. And so she's very good. When I acknowledge that, she just puts things in order for me when I, when I let her, okay? And so when you, with humility, you begin to honor who, the, who people are, it will come back to you, okay? And again, it can come back to you. You can honor a person as a sister or if you honor them as a prophet, and I'm using prophet just as the example here. You know, there's a book called Culture of Honor, and uh, Danny Silk has uh, one of the, the way he, he talks about honor. Accurately acknowledge who people are will position us to give them what they deserve and to receive the gift of who they are in our lives. Now, a couple of things. Accurately acknowledging. Flattery gets you nowhere. Okay? Flattery is just telling somebody... Um, perhaps who they are, but, it's, but it has as its heart, as it, the heart, the, the motivation behind flattery is 
what can I get out of this? There's a true honor just comes from the heart not to get something. You will receive the prophet's reward, but that's not the motivation. The motivation is recognizing God in them. God in them. Is that making sense? Okay. So if we are to, so, so a couple of other things. You know, the honor of your father and your mother. It is important. You know, because one of the things that talks, then you have a long life when you honor your father and mother. If you look at, and I don't, again, through the time I'll go through some other s- examples, but, you know, I will honor those who honor me and despise those who think lightly of me. First uh, Samuel 2.30 says. But when you honor your father, long life, life follows honor. This produces a life cycle. This produces a s- cycle of life that we as a body, as we start to honor one another and honoring who God is, it, I honor Gwen, I get a prophet's reward, I use that to honor Nicole, I begin to the gifts of Nicole, just seeing her worship, just seeing her heart for worship. I begin to I begin to receive more of that. Same with Anna, Vivian. As I honor God in you, as I begin to recognize, and as God begins to show me. First Peter two, fifteen through seventeen. Before I get there, but so so what happens is is really when you honor somebody, and I see it in the natural at work as a manager, you know, like I said, re- recognizing people. So honor really does empower people, right? It releases them into their own gifting. It releases gifts within them, and so we each need to realize that we all, God, has put us in a position of honor. And that we carry something else that no one else carries. I don't have the same giftings as Gwen or Marv or any of you. Each of you carries your own gifting. And so as we've learned about the gifting that you have, and as you've begun to understand who you are in Christ, as we've understand the covenant that we have with, with Christ, we need to begin to recognize that honor is the thing that can release it, to release it, release our gifts to each other in the body. It's how we need to approach each other with a recognition that God, okay, God in you is doing something that will enable me to release more of God in me to others, to release more of God in them, which releases more God in me, which releases, are you catching the, the, the cycle? You see, it's only in a culture when we when we have a when we create a culture, when we create, you know, if you look at the fivefold ministry, okay. As we recognize, pastors, prophets, okay, teachers, evangelists, right, that they begin to pour back into our lives, okay, and as they pour back into our lives, then it, it those giftings become more ours, and those abilities become more ours, including evangelism, including. Um, and so as we recognize the giftings that we have within this body, that, that uh, uh, it, it, it begins to take us to that next 
that next it's honor uh, so first peter 2 15 through 17 It is God's will that your honorable lives should silence these ignorant people who make, who make foolish acquisitions against, accusations against you. That's a great verse anyway. That's just a good verse to read. <laughs> you ever wanted to silence some foolish people? <laughs> it is God's will that your honorable lives. Another version, okay, New American Standard Version says, by doing right, you will silence ignorant, foolish people. Okay? So just do right. You do go, go to work, get up in the morning, do right, bless people, okay? Honor them, honor them for as, as, again, Nebuchadnezzar was not a godly man. And yet Daniel honored him. So whether you've got the worst boss in the world or you've got the best boss in the world, just honor them. Honor them for who they are, who God wants them to be even, okay? And as you honor them, okay, if nothing else, you'll si silence. That's just a great verse. I'm going to leave that ring off for now. <laughs> it says, uh, for you are free, yet you are God's slaves. So don't use your freedom as an excuse to do evil. Honor everyone. Love your Christian brothers and sisters. Honor God. I mean, fear God and honor the king. You know, God calls us both to honor him and honor each other. So we all have the ability as Christians, as believers, and, and it's an abil ability we need to develop. We all have the ability to recognize and celebrate what God has done in someone's life, okay? And even in this case, you know, Daniel found a way to honor his king, even though his king was about to go through, was an ungodly man, and yet was about to go through seven years of being an animal. And so honor the gift of, in their lives, honor Christ in their lives. What it does, it'll ignite hope kindness and destiny be thankful for what God is doing so I want to any questions on honor and so what we need to do is in building a culture of honor we begin to honor each other and again recognize it's not honoring just us as brothers and sisters but it's beginning to recognize what is God doing in our lives They've been to honor God in that person. And as we honor God in that person, then it starts this whole chain, this whole event where it releases more and more of God's gifting, his calling, his abilities within us and within the body. Vivian? interesting concept um, the the interest the, the Bible doesn't specifically say that you basically it says honor them see honor honor in, in, in this situation you know in this situation honor is kind of a choice now now we you it doesn't say you have to honor their actions there there are you know it does not mean that we accept the actions and, and you know if you're in an abusive situation, there should be boundaries, okay? There need to be boundaries. You need to cut off the abuse. That needs to happen. But 
recognize that, that the concept of biblical honor is taking it to a level of, Lord, how does Christ see that person? How does Christ see your mother and father? And so part of it is just getting a hold of, Lord, how do you see them? Once you get a hold of how God sees them, not as an abuser, but as a, but as a son and daughter, that he wants to see them as a son and daughter who come to know him, who come to love him, who come to recognize who he is and recognize their position of honor under him. So as you begin to see who God wants them to be, you can begin to honor, Lord. And in doing that, in, in doing honoring who God wants them to be, you begin to make a place for them to move to that position. Does that make sense? So I totally agree. It is very hard. Say what? She said, what's it, what if they're dead? Yeah, what if they're dead? There. Um, yeah, you still do it. Yeah. Exactly. It's a hard issue of, of just trying to honor them. Right. Right. And, and part of that, part of, you know, you know, some of the things that we've talked about before that kind of pulled some of this together. You know, we've talked about forgiveness. We've talked about different things like that that, that that have to be kind of understood as a groundswell. You know, we as Christians have to be the most forgiving people. Um, but you still do it. And again, it releases you and gives you long life to honor them. And don't honor the acts. Don't honor the abuse. That's not... But... but um, other questions other thoughts towards that Harvey hmm, I have to think of that one it's okay You know, I, I guess I, I, you know, it does go back to this word humility, you know. Um, the problem with, you know, so if I were God, I would have done this thing differently, you know. <laughs> but God, for in, in, his, in, his, in, his, in his infinite wisdom, you know, he puts us in a place of honor. He, he makes us sons, and then he wants us to operate out of that. When we operate out of that, if we, you know, if we operate out of humility, then submission to me, should not be an issue. Because it's, it's one of those things, let's talk the five-fold ministry. Okay. Ideally, you've got five different people with five different giftings. And so in each case, what you're doing as, as the apostle, okay, as you honor the apostle for his gifting, then we're going to receive more of the kind of the heaven's view from the apostle's perspective as we honor the prophet, we're going to see the prophet's view of heaven's view of, from the prophet's perspective. And so as they honor each other, as they, they become, they, it becomes very easy to submit to one another in the sense of their gifting and their calling and who they are. So it's, it's, it's essential that you honor them because as you honor them, that gifting becomes more pronounced in each of us. And so it really gets back to humility. It's, it's, it's only humility that lets you really submit in the first place.
you know, true submission is, is one where husbands are submitted to their wives, wives are submitted to their husbands, you know, because, because it's only in that, in, in that mutual respect of God in her and her seeing God in me that, that, that's, that we can become one and that we'll, we have the mind of Christ. And I think I think the key when you look at honor, right? But but at the same time, again, the you know, accurately acknowledging, okay, the the thing one thing that when you look at honor is, is honor. If you follow humility to honor, there'll always be truth. They'll always speak truth. You won't speak flattery. You won't try to. You won't speak both. It, Honoring ideally has to kind of find that ground of, of what you, how you see, how, in other words, in some ways, how God lets you see Christ in them, okay? And again, based on all the things that we've learned about identity, who we are in Christ, okay, is kind of uh, foundational for honor. So, Mark, you... Several times, yeah. And that's a good example. Why did he not kill Saul? If you, if you, you know, he basically said, why? Because God anointed Saul. So he was honoring God, okay, by not killing Saul, why? Because God had, had, he saw what God had done for Saul. And even though Saul wasn't acting like a godly man, it wasn't a very good example. Harvey?
Yes. Yes. And, and, and that's not just in our culture, that's in our church. You know, when we don't see eye to eye, being able to honor that person, even though we may not agree with them all the time. So, very true. So I here's you know I'm I'm gonna be a little selfish, okay? Just because I can, I got the mic. <laughs> mom, mom. So my mother-in-law is a an extraordinary, uh, you know, and all her life she was an extraordinary teacher. And she has taught the word of God. You know, she loves to divide the word of God. She loves to rightly divide the word of God. And so I want to honor her for that. But I also want her to come up and pray for me that that anointing would be mine. Would you pray for me? And uh, I want you to come up here and use the mic and pray for me. Anybody else feel like they've got a teacher's anointing and want to receive more of it? She's an extraordinary teacher. There you go. Come on up. That's right. Right. You may need you get it. You need to get it. <laughs> my privilege. Lord, I thank you for my son-in-law. <clears throat> I know how he loves and honors you. He puts you first. He means serious business with the kingdom. Thank you that there is nothing too difficult for you, and you work through us many times. Lord, how great thou art, how majestic you are, how grateful we are to say, I am a child of God. And I believe everyone standing here right now is thinking that very same thought about themselves. For you have cared for us, and you have shown us the light of the glory of Jesus Christ. Thank you for DK. Thank you that he has come through some difficulties that have led him to know and love you better and more and serve you everywhere he goes. We love you, Lord. Praise your wonderful name. Amen. Okay, but we want you to pray that we'll be better teachers. To be better teachers, ma'am. I want your teacher anointing on me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're all up here all for. All right, okay, thank you. So you can actually just lay hands on each one. Of them. Not lose my, leave my, lose my. I'll walk with you. Okay, thank you. <laughs> for my sister in Christ. Thank you that she walks with you and she talks with you and she shares you with others. We want to see your glory, Lord, and we lift her knowing that you have a great plan for her life. God bless you. Lord, I pray for my brother here. How great thou art, Lord. The majesty that we have, the pleasure of knowing and in, in indulging in the majesty of the Lord. 
thank you that there's nothing too difficult for you and that you make all things work together for good. Glory to your name. Lord, I bring my sister in Christ to you. Thank you that she does many things in your name to bring glory and honor and to, to show others the way that you have made for us to be able to share the glory of Jesus Christ across our uh, realm of influence and association. I love her and I love what she does and I know that it is for your glory and your kingdom. She serves you and we praise you and thank you, Lord. God bless you. <laughs> Lord, I thank you for my sister here. She has given her heart to you. She has a passion for you. She shares that when she stands before us and when she speaks and sings and smiles. We know we have seen the glory of the Lord come through. There's more place for us to spread it. So show us, Lord, and open our eyes and our hearts and our thinkers so we can see how to touch those about us with the truth and the light. For your name's sake, I pray. Lord, this is my sister, Connie. Bonnie. Bonnie. Bonnie, I'm glad to know you and be associated with you in this body of Christ. Thank you that you understand that he has given himself for us and that we have the blessing of life eternal. I thank you that there's nothing too difficult for you. Help us to see the opportunities before us and around us and that we might touch others with the spirit of the Lord and leave a mark of, of um, fellowship in the spirit. Thank you so much, Lord. God bless you. Lord, I thank you for my brother here. How great it is that he has laid down his life to you to serve you and to be a um, uh, witness of those around him, those here and those far and wide, wherever he goes. God, it's a delight to see you move, and we're glad, glad to have the pleasure of saying, I'm a child of God, and I pray as he shares and spreads and um, leaves a, a, a path of the light that you're going to work through him more and more again day after day. Thank you, Lord. Lord, here's a new sister, and I pray, what's your name? Hi, mm -hmm. Ann. Ann, I, I, I just <laughs> thank you for the witness that you bear, where you uh, just, as I looked down the aisle tonight and saw you singing and saw you praying and, and a smile on your face at times, and I just thank you for that. And I pray that it will carry here, there, and everywhere she goes, and that we might um, walk together in the light and the glory of our precious Savior, Jesus Christ. Okay. Okay. Get 
take it care of? Nicole. Nicole, <laughs> that's a far way that's off, okay. isn't it? Okay, I pray for Nicole, Lord. I, I watch her many times as she plays the piano. And is it a piano? No, ma'am. Whatever it is, you play. Um, it's okay. Um, I, I really don't play an huh? instrument. She waves the flag. She waves the flag. Yeah. Okay. Well, see how That's poor. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> well, anyway, I see you around, whoever you are, whatever you do. God knows. <laughs> and yes, God knows. I, I give him all the credit. That's right. And I, I praise him for you because I see you ministering to him and for him. And you, you just carry the light of the glory of Jesus Christ wherever you go. Thank you so much for that. Pray for me too before okay. you go. <laughs> okay. Lord, you, here's my brother in Christ. Thank you, and I thank you for him, for his leadership, for his passion, for, for the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to be spread here, there, and everywhere. That we might um, just uh, rise up ourselves with more of the glory coming out through us as we share and walk to the uh, har harmony of the work of the Spirit. How blessed we are to call you Father, Lord, Master, Maker, Redeemer. How great thou art. I love you, Lord, and I love my friend. God bless you. Thank you. Go back to the war <laughs> Those of you that got prayed for, just kind of write it down on this date that, that, that you got prayed for and, and see what God does, you know. Um, when you honor, we're going we're gonna to see this principle in action. When you honor a teacher, okay, just, just watch what God does. And it's, it's not like we just saw bells and whistles. It's not like we, he picked this up and flew us around the, the building. But by faith. Thank you, PK. Don't forget, Wednesday night we're 